Good morning. You're listening to the Daily Cast on Kilcullen Diary, where we start the day with stories that can be from anywhere. I'm Brian Byrne. The weather this morning suggests a pet mid-April day, another bright and sunny start, and remaining dry with good sunny spells through the day. Some cloud won't interfere much. Temperatures should be up to 11 to 14 degrees in light to moderate breezes from the south. Our person of interest this morning is one Ray Kroc. You may never have heard of him, but his legacy is ubiquitous on every continent, in practically every city and significant town in the world. And he's a perfect example of the truth that you don't have to have a great idea to succeed, but you do have to be able to recognise one. Ray Kroc was born near Chicago in 1902 to parents with a Czechoslovakian background. In World War I, he lied about his age to become a Red Cross ambulance driver, but the war ended before he was posted. He worked through the Great Depression in a range of jobs in America, a travelling salesman for paper cups, in real estate, and as an occasional jazz pianist. After World War II, he got a job as a salesman for milkshake mixers, and in 1954, he visited two brothers in San Bernardino, California, who had bought eight of the mixing machines. It turned out that Richard and Morris MacDonald were restaurateurs who had developed an assembly line kind of production for hamburger meals. They called it speedy service, and they had franchised the idea to a few other restaurants in the area. Ray Kroc saw a national potential and entered into a partnership with the brothers. And on this day in 1955, he opened the first out-of-state franchised McDonald's in Des Plaines, Illinois. Kroc set the very strict policies that would make a McDonald's meal the same wherever it was bought. In 1961, he bought out the McDonald brothers and continued with the expansion of the franchise chain until it was the most successful fast food corporation in the world. Kroc was included in Time magazine's 100 Most Important People of the Century list. At the time of his death in 1984, the chain had 7,500 owner-operated outlets in the US and 31 other countries. As of 2019, the number of restaurants under the McDonald's banner is 38,695, and almost 2 million people are employed in the business. So, remember... The next time you order a Big Mac, would it have worked if it was called the Big Croc? Moving on to our feature of the day, it's the Harristown House Language School near Carnalway in Kilcullen, established by Noella Beaumont in the summer of 2019. The idea was to give young students from France, Italy and Spain a unique and immersive experience in learning English as course residents at Harristown. Almost as an afterthought, Noella set up a summer camp element where local Irish children could begin to learn French. Yeah, so that summer was very good. I um, had my mix of international students, but I did offer then for the month of August, I did uh, French camps. I literally was just, I was approached by friends and neighbours who just saw what was going on here. And they said, look, you know, we, we would like this for our children. And of course, then, you know, doing a bit more investigating, whatever, you just thought, well, actually, you know, what a fantastic idea to, you know, introduce our children at primary level to another language. 
you know, so that when they go to uh, secondary school, they're not as overwhelmed with the idea of learning a completely new language. And I have to say, it's just been so gratifying because um, to see how they progressed during camps, you know, from Monday to Friday, the conversation that they could engage in and the vocab they had in one week was absolutely fabulous. You know, it was just, a, it was it was lovely to watch them. And yeah, so we had a very, very busy uh, summer in 2019. But I could see already that that element of, you know, the home um, industry was just something that was very exciting. And so for that first summer, Noella gave both international and local Irish students the chance to intermix and socialise while each group were set on learning a language that was not native to them. It looked a perfect formula until COVID came over the horizon. Yeah, I had to cancel all of the, um, the children that would have come from abroad and... Um, that, of course, all I could say was, you know, um, we'll contact you when this all settles down. And I then did, oh, I must say it was wonderful, through Leo and the HSA, um, I just thought, gosh, you know, can we do this? Can we, you know, um, get our summer camps up and running? And through lots of wonderful um, Zoom meetings and training, I you know, felt confident that we could. Now, I have to say it was extremely stressful. It was um, very, it was quite nerve-wracking, actually, making sure that we had done everything to make sure that the children were safe and everybody who came in, the instructors and that, were, were safe. Um, but we did it. And the children were, they, you know, the, the, the resilience that they displayed, you know, was just fantastic. They just came in and, you know, they um, embraced what, how things had to be done. And, you know, there was, a, we had to be more careful, obviously, within the classroom. But outside, it was lovely because we, we were outside as much as we could be. So we, we got through it. But I have to say it was extremely um stressful to begin with and quite tiring by the end of each week. <laughs> so how many weeks did you actually manage to, to keep going during that summer? Six weeks. Now, of course, our groups would have been smaller than normal. Um, so I, you know, uh, pushed it out and, and, and so I had the, the six weeks, you know, um, possibly might have had the same number of children and four or something like that. So, no, we had a, we had a busy summer last summer, yeah. At the end of that six weeks last summer, Noella took some time to reflect on how things had gone and, in fact, felt that the quality of the teaching was better given the smaller numbers. The more one-on-one -on -one and the more uh, attention they can get, the better they do and the results were better. And as long as there were a lovely group of eight or ten, they were very happy together, you know, and uh, outside when it came to teamwork and sports and all of that, it was a lovely number to have. So that was, you know, when it came to balancing the books, which of course as a business you have to do, I thought that, the, I, you know, that's a magic number that works and it works for, for everybody. Now, planning for this summer in as much as one can, given the various uncertainties that still exist, a second language element is being offered for the 2021 summer camp students, Spanish. I really didn't think we would be in the same position again this summer. 
but um, the upside of that is that I know how to um, to deal with making sure that everybody is safe and complying with you know um, all of the requirements you know for the HSA. So that bit of work that has been done. So that left me um, freer to try to think about how feasible it would be to run simultaneously another another language simultaneously and it's not that difficult you know you when in the afternoons what we do is we swap over the activities we swap over the day so that we have the two classrooms the languages are done independently then in the afternoons you know one one group will be doing their tennis and the other group will be doing their cooking so again we're keeping the numbers small and safe and uh, yet we can run the two things uh, simultaneously so yeah very very exciting very exciting French and German were the one, the, the two main languages that were taught at, at secondary level. Spanish is becoming extremely popular. So I thought, you know, um, a good opportunity to, to see how how much uh, interest there is out in Kildare for Spanish at that level. Are you doing any residential courses at all or are all your students coming in as day students? They are all coming in as day. I've had to just, you know, explain to um, any foreign interest that it's just not feasible this year. Um, and, you know, I, we're not going to, to do that until we know we are all safe and that we can travel and, you know, quarantines are a thing of the past. So that's just something that has to sit in the back burner at the moment. In 2019, Noella had just started what looked like in the future to becoming a very successful international business. Well, that didn't happen. Does the fact that there was an Irish summer student option mean the school will have survived when all this is over? I will have survived and um, I will actually be so grateful for that opportunity. You know, I will always be grateful because, in fact, I see possibly a, 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 a bigger immediate need um, to introduce uh, children at primary level to another language mine. It's something that is, is in the pipeline for our primary schools, but, you know, how, how quickly that will be implemented given what we've gone through in the last, you know, 18 months. I don't think that that's necessarily going to be or, or, or feasibly can be rolled out in the time frame they've said. So I just think why not, you know, get ahead of it. And, and if this is what is coming down the line for the future for our children, we should actually start to seriously focus on getting it, you know, up and running, you know, in some shape or form. And I don't see why in the future we can't consider Harristown as somewhere where Irish children can come and stay and do their language learning like the Gale Talk. They can come here and do, have a choice of language and spend the week here with us. That's, you know, a residential for our, our home market. I actually, you know, I'm very excited about this. I, you know, I won't necessarily look abroad that quickly you know i i actually feel there's a bigger need in ireland you know for this for our children to learn their language noella bowman of the harristown house language school and those summer camps for this year are starting on the 12th of june for second level students and on the 5th of july for primary pupils
Now, continuing our browse through this week's local papers, there's an interesting story in the Kildare Nationalist from Finian Coughlin about a Kildare-based film director, Anna Sarska, who is just €8,000 short of her budget to make a new 20-minute film mildly different. The film's about a young woman on the autism spectrum who's struggling with the world around her until the kindness of a stranger changes her life. Anna has raised around €30,000 of what she needs so far through crowdfunding and an Arts Council grant. And in the Leinster Leader, there's a nice story from Neve O'Donoghue about starter funding being achieved by the author of the Johnny McGorry books for children for an animated series. Writer Emma Jane Leeson is due to launch her seventh book in the series next week. On today's national news, RTE reminds us that passengers from 16 new countries must hotel quarantine from today. And the picture with the piece is of a man in military uniform waiting at the arrivals gate in Dublin Airport. The Irish Examiner has a positive Covid lead on the basis that a more optimistic timescale for the reopening of the economy is now a slam dunk, or if you're unfamiliar with American slang, a definite thing. The Irish Times is on the same theme, headlining further easing of restrictions after the news of an increase in Pfizer vaccines. And The Independent highlights how a dramatic phone call during a cabinet meeting from European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen put the vaccination programme back on track. As well as the weather looking good this morning, so are a lot of other things. Have a good day, people. You've been listening to The Daily Cast on Kilcullen Diary. I'm Brian Byrne, and thank you for listening.